Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode three of Spectator Mode. I am your host, JJ Pietro, Joshua Jeremiah, and joining me this week is, well, the second person on a two-seater bicycle, because we only got two people this week. That is the one and only Mr. I Have So Many Names That Could Fill a Podcast, Keith Mitchell. And I'm not dead. I'm still alive, and I have my card. So what's up, folks? Yeah, you survived the uh, the encounter with the video card and the whole wife thing, and how'd that go? Does she still not know? It's called lying very well. <laughs> oh, that, that's not a video card. That, that that's a toaster. Oh, it didn't cost as much as you thought it cost. I'm pretty sure she knows I'm lying, for her, but she's not letting it bother. Her. So, yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna push it. I'm not gonna push it. I'm gonna just gonna like you know what? You're right. Leave leave sleeping lions where they lay. I'm good. Well, that's what you think now, but, you know, months from now, when you do something minuscule and annoying, she's going to bring it up. It, it, it's there. I mean, it always happens. It, she's fine with it now, but later on down the line, she's going to store that in the back of her head, and when you least expect it, boom, you're dead. I'll, I'll have the money back in the account by then. It won't make a difference. What are you talking about? What it it won't even matter. It, it won't what, matter. It'll still get money? brought up. What money? What money are you talking about, woman? I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. You're delusional. Clearly, you're thinking of something else. <laughs> uh, so how's life been for the past week? I know I'm personally enjoying my new Galaxy S10. This phone is awesome. I want this funny story. So, and this is why she didn't bother me. So she had an old, oh, let me back up. She had an old LG G5. I got it for Christmas, like two Christmases ago. And since then, it died twice. So we sent it to LG twice to get fixed, and the last time something happened to it, I it it got lost somehow. Somehow. So my daughter bought a uh, iPhone six plus, and then she kept asking us to upgrade her phone. So we upgraded to the iPhone six, no iPhone seven plus. So since she wasn't using her old phone, we gave my wife her six plus. Fast forward to the other day, I got tired of her playing with that old phone so we took her to t-mobile and got her an iphone a plus and while we were doing it we were talking to the guy about the the uh the galaxy 10 and the 10 plus and i was looking at it and i know i said i wasn't going to upgrade because i have the note 9 and it was like wow this phone looks really nice this phone looks really nice. and there's not a big difference between performance of the note 9 and a plus but it's nice and shiny and i like nice and shiny stuff when it comes to technology so I was looking at it and looking at it and playing it for a good hour. And the only saving grace of why I didn't do it and ended up spending more money is the fact that I'm still paying off my phone from T-Mobile, the Note 9, because I did that trade-in promotion where I traded in my S- S9. So it's a gotcha because the deal was I traded in my S9. They gave me $550 in credit, but they don't give you all the credit up front. They give you credit every month. So they pretty much stop you from upgrading unless you feel like saying, you know what, I don't care. I'm going to pay the extra money to pay up the phone, which I'm not going to do. Because I'm not going to give you my S9 and then let you keep the rest of the money for yourself. So had that not been the case, I would have had an S10 right now. But I was still yeah, stuck. See, I wasn't making a small jump. I was going from an S5 up to an S10. So I was like, yeah. I was like advancing by like five years here. Yeah, that was, that, that was, that, and that was justifying. You know, I didn't need another phone i didn't need it i just you know kind of wanted it but i didn't need it 
Yeah, I mean, for my S5, it still works. I'm actually just keeping it as a backup just in case something happens to the S10. I just need to reactivate the S5. But, you know, I mean, it still works. It's just getting really slow. And, well, my friend Mike wanted me to play a mobile game on there. Um, it's called oh, Another geez. Eden. And uh, actually, no, I've been actually playing Another Eden on my spare time. And I got to say, this is kind of like the first uh, turn-based RPG on there that doesn't really suck. It's actually a pretty good experience. I've actually and heard about that game. I haven't tried it, but I've heard about it. And since you said that, and it wasn't actually on our agenda, I'm glad that you brought that up. Did you see the news for the Octopath Traveler game being developed for iOS and Android? I did, kind of serving as a prequel, doesn't it? Yep. That's- yeah, and uh, I also saw that they kind of confirmed octopath traveler 2 but we said we we're gonna have to wait a long time for it to come on the console though so sounds like yeah. something that's not even development yet but it's coming yeah i mean they had to drop it out there which is i'm, I'm glad that they did that but i'm actually more excited for octopath coming to mobile devices because if you think about it the switch is just an over glorified tegra processor of a video shield and most of these phones out there can run these games without an issue so we're technically going to get a full or full-blown Octopath Traveler for iOS and for Android. And that's really exciting. The only thing that's really got me bothered is that it's, they're saying it's free to play. Anytime you say free to play. <laughs> Microtransactions. Kind of, it's like, what exactly are we talking about here? We get yeah, another Eden has microtransactions in it, but they're actually not required because a lot of the stuff you can buy, it just hand out to you like candy, so you don't even have to worry about it. So this is this will be interesting. The other downside is, of course, they didn't say if it was coming to um, North America or not. I really hope it does. It, it will be really dumb if you didn't. Yeah, me too, because honestly, another Eden was the reason why I bought the S10, because my friend Mike wanted me to play the game with him, and my S5 wouldn't even download it. It's like, it didn't even show up in the Play Store. It's like, oh yeah, your device is too old to run this game. I'm like, well, damn. I guess it means it's time to upgrade. So yeah, I dropped 900 bucks on the phone just to play a free mobile game. Well, not really. Oh, wait. I- yeah, that's that game that's coming out. Um, um, It's coming out for the Switch as well. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember hearing about that last year. Okay. Yeah, so I'm actually happy to see the Octopath Travel News because I'm like, hey, guess what? I have a phone that can actually run it now. So I'm just going to check that out when it when it finally drops. So and then, yeah, like and you then, said, I hope it comes to the West. And then S10 is a sexy phone. So oh, wait, yeah. you, you got the S10 or the S10 Plus? I'm sorry. S10. Okay. Just a regular. And uh, the one thing I'm not happy about with the phone is that there is zero message notification indicators anywhere on the phone. Yeah, we're, the, the days of LEDs are gone, sir. Well, I mean, there is a ring around the camera they could actually utilize, or they could actually just dedicate some pixels on the photo. It's, you know, it's an OLED screen. They, they could just be like, hey, check that out. We put an LED-like light on your, uh, your screen for you. But they do have a feature on here. Um, called Edge Light, I think it's called, and basically yeah. you can set your apps to cause the ring, the, the rim of your phone to glow. Now in testing, um, the it lights up, but whenever I get a notification for a program that's enabled, it doesn't. So I don't know what I'm doing wrong. If it's just a glitch in the phone, or if I'm not enabling the permissions correctly, but it is annoying, and I like my notification light back. 
I could not I could not tell you that. I had Edge on for a while and I turned it off mainly because um you also can extend the the, the uh, screen to it and when I would scroll up and scroll down it would open up stuff that I didn't want open so I just turned everything that was edge related off completely. Well, it was I, I never had that problem yet with the S10 so maybe that's you know an issue they fixed with this latest version. I've not experienced that once yet. You know what? I'm going to since I have my phone in my hand, I'm going to turn that off cuz uh, that'll be interesting. I'll see. Maybe I can make it do different colors. Have a, a RGB orgasm in my my phone when I'm getting notification from somebody. Let's see what happens. Get notification. Oh my god, it's rainbows. Oh no. See, you know me and RGB, we're not exactly the best of friends. I'm more of a CMYK guy cuz you know I, I do print graphics at work. Mm. <laughs> no, but nobody knows what that is. You know that. Right? You, you literally just said that. Yeah. Alright, so go ahead. Speaking of technology, I mean I think we're both about to segue there for a second. Um so Google trying to get into the uh the console business, which means yet another Android console possibly. Well, okay, so we know that Google has worked on Project Cloud, and I actually tested that a couple months ago, and I got a free game out of it. They gave everybody who participated in a free copy of um Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which was great. Uh, they have a keynote next week, March 19th at 10 a.m., and they're going to talk about, I guess, their upcoming gaming console. But there has been a lot of leaks or rumors as of the last couple of days regarding the console, and they've run the gamut from Google having multiple gaming consoles, not just streaming cons- streaming things, game consoles, to one of them being just as powerful as the Xbox One X. You know, people are saying that they have certain developers on board, such as Capcom and Sega. There's even a image making around right now on Twitter and probably a couple of gaming for that show the controller, and it looks god-awful. I mean, it looks like... it. I don't know. I've never seen a, a control like it. It looks terrible. I'll put a description of, of that in the description for the show, but it looks hideous. Actually, you know what, Josh? You probably haven't seen it, so let me dig it up real quick and shoot it. Over. Hey, fair enough. Um, it's yeah. Ugly. That's that's one thing that um, really makes or breaks a console. Aside from you know exclusive software, is the controller. If it doesn't handle correctly, it's not going to be a good experience. You have to have that level of comfort, and right now. Honestly, I mean, Sony and Microsoft pretty much have that comfort factor nailed down with their controllers. Nintendo, um, surprisingly, with the Joy-Cons, when you put it in the actual uh, holder, it's a really comfortable controller. Um, you wouldn't think that just from like, looking at it. It's like, oh, look, it's a giant, like, rounded square. But it, it holds very comfortably. And, you know, even with my giant, enormous hands, it actually feels great. So... Yeah, that's the key to a good gaming experience is one, comfortable controller, and two, exclusive software that you can't get on another console. So that's going to really be the two things that are going to make or break this console, in my opinion. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, again, if this actually does come out to be true. And I agree with you that the controller is easily one of the most important aspects of a console. Or, And I'm sorry, I take it back. Any gaming experience, because this is going to be the peripheral, the accessory that you're going to be holding for... God knows how long while you play these games. 
And if it's not comfortable, if it's not contoured enough where your hands can mold around it and just enjoy it without being a chore, it's going to be terrible. I still remember days of playing the Atari Jaguar with that behemoth of a controller and the Nintendo 64, and they were not fun days. And yes, I did say the Nintendo 64 controller was terrible. Yeah, I agree. I mean, at the first uh, first time I ever played it was with obviously Super Mario 64. And I was like, all right, how do I hold this thing? So I held it the traditional way because obviously NES and Super NES never had an analog stick. So I immediately gravitated towards the D-pad. And then when that didn't do anything, I'm like, well, how do I use the analog stick? And I literally tried reaching over at my left thumb to the middle portion of the controller while holding onto the left side of it. And I'm like, this doesn't work at all. Then it's like, oh, I'm supposed to grip it in the middle. Okay. And then it kind of made sense. So I'm like, still, this is awkward. I mean, you get used to it after a while, but the initial like learning curve of that controller was not very good for me. And then again, it could have been stupid and other people probably picked it up immediately and made me feel dumb. So I don't know. Well, I definitely wasn't a fan of it. So, but I sent you the image in um, chat. You see that. Um, and this looks like this actually is legit. I'm looking at the patent for it. So that's actually terrible. If that, man. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, everyone was talking about a live reaction on a podcast. Oh, God. It's like the, the DualShock 4 and the Xbox One controller had a child and something happened along the way. It does not look pretty. Look well, at I the D pad. If, if this is like actual size, I mean, just going off of the, uh, the drawing here, well, first off, the D pad. The the actual, I, if you want to call them limbs or whatever, they're a little too elongated. They're not close enough together to where you can get like a smooth transition from like down to left and whatnot. The analog sticks look incredibly small compared to the D-pad, and the buttons themselves look about the same size as a Joy-Con button. That that doesn't bode very well. Yeah, it does look very comfortable, but. So getting back to the rest of the rumors so we can jump on to what we really want to talk about. So going to be a, there's supposed to be a couple exclusive games being funded directly by Google. Apparently, there's a screenshot of the UI from one of the developer kits out there in the wild. And like I said, it will also stream while playing regular conventional games. So streaming and downloadable games. Yeah, I don't know about this. I mean... We we don't have room for a fourth player. We just don't. We already know Microsoft is trying to go for the throat next time around with their streaming services, with their new Xbox systems, with their game Xbox Game Pass, still rumored to be appearing other systems. Uh, we know Sony is not going to go into the next generation laying down either. They're going to go back with their PlayStation 5. Nintendo is Nintendo doing their own thing. We really don't have room for a fourth player. Ouya died. I'll, I'll take it back. Every Android-based console died. Every. Yeah, pretty much. So, I don't get this. Um, they haven't stated if it's going to run Google. I'm sorry, if it's going to run Android. Oh, it's going. I mean, I mean it's I, Google. I mean, they're yeah, not going to make a console and not put their OS on it. So, I, I I don't know what they're expecting, but we'll find out more come March 15th. March. 15th. Gosh, I'm thinking of something else. I'm thinking of uh, the Division Two. <laughs> we both can't wait for that title well, only one more week March 19th is when we'll find out what happens with this system or what happens if it actually uses a system or a streaming platform or a combination of the two we don't know we'll find out hey man I'm waiting for March 22nd 
Ooh, we'll what's March twenty second? Sekiro. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know me and from software games. I'll be playing that for a while. All right, let's <laughs> let's let's go ahead and talk about the real meat and potatoes today. Let's talk about some uh, so Devil May Cry Five. Yeah, the one game that made me choose between playing that this weekend or participating in the Tetris tournament that was on Nintendo Switch, and obviously I chose Devil May Cry Five. Sorry, Nintendo Tetris just wasn't appealing enough you just didn't want people attacking you and gunning for you don't lie i've been t-spinned on too many times yeah see you and me both join the club oh right so uh it's been how many years has it been now i can't remember 10 almost 10 i would i think so i mean since we saw devil may cry 4 well actually i take that back are we counting dmc no we are not counting dmc all right it's been about a decade DMC is not part of the original storyline. It's not part of the main line, so no. It doesn't exist to me either. It so doesn't exist. Worry. No, it doesn't exist, period. It wasn't developed by Capcom. Capcom didn't really have anything to do with this, did they, other than lending the IP to Ninja Theory? Oh, Yeah, and that's yeah. kind of why it turned out... Well, I don't know how terrible it turned out. I never really played it, so I can't really, you know, make that type of assumption, but... All I know is I did not like Emo Dante in the gameplay I saw. Just, no. So, fair warning, if you haven't played the game, or if you have played the game, but you haven't gotten to a certain point. Like me. Josh is still playing it. I've beaten it twice, so I'm going to spoil the hell out of the game if we get to that bridge that we need to talk about. Spoilers! So, you have been forewarned. Uh, that said, where do you want to begin this conversation? Uh, well, first, I just kind of want to give my overall impression since, you know, you have played it twice. Um, I'm on Chapter 5 or Mission 5, whatever you want to call it. Um, honestly, this feels really good as far as, like, gameplay goes. Uh, it feels like Devil May Cry to me. The only, you know, com- I don't know what I would call them, complaints. I'm more or less calling them, like, little nitpicks. Is that I think the combat is tuned a little too slowly. I do remember uh, the first three Devil May Cry games having a little bit faster combat with less delay in between some of the animations. Um, but it's, you know, not really that big of a deal, especially when you start unlocking more moves and things start to feel a little more streamlined in that aspect. Uh, but the initial combos don't really leave all that much to be desired, uh, but it does get fun as, you know, unlock more stuff. Uh, graphics, at least on console, and I'm playing on PS4, not on PC, so I know you're going to debate this with me. Uh, no, no, but... no, no, no. I, well, I played on the Xbox One X. Okay. Well, the graphics are, to me, look like a uh, launch PS4 title rather than something that's a little more polished than what I've seen uh, recently. And I'm pretty sure you said the reason for that is it was scaled down so it could run at 60 FPS on console. Uh, so I guess that's why, but that's a little bit of a nitpick. And one thing I never liked mostly about 3d Capcom games is their absolutely horrid, like usage of the camera system. Um, I think panning's just still looks unnatural. I don't think I've seen a single Capcom game in 3d that has had like natural camera panning and maybe it's because it's in 60 FPS, but everything just looks unnatural and when you're playing the game obviously when you're in combat the camera will zoom out to give you a oh little my bit God. of a, yes. a bigger like view 
but then it zooms back in as soon as you like move your character within like a certain range of an enemy or whatever and it's like you can't really control the camera that well there's no, no like auto smart camera that follows you you have to do it manually by the right thumbstick and sometimes it's like too sensitive or you put it in the wrong you know position you got to click the thumbstick and get it back behind you and it i think the camera could have been a hell of a lot better no, um, I agree. Like, yeah like i said these are all little nitpicks and they don't really kill the game in my opinion um it's just all small stuff for me it's all about does it feel like devil may cry does it play like devil may cry and the answer to that is yes um if you've played dmc4 you obviously know about nero and his arm grab technique even though he lost his arm he basically got a new mechanical one he's basically edward elric from full metal alchemist now and it has this grappling <laughs> hook you can you know do mid-air grabs, combo shit in the air, all that good stuff. Everything you remember that was about that that awesome arm he had is still there. And plus, you get to switch it out with different types of weapons, and which are basically as devil bringers. Uh, but these are a little bit different. Uh, these have basically kind of like an unlimited use until you charge it up, and then you use it, and then it breaks. So you have to basically either buy another one from the shop, or you basically find them scattered out throughout the levels. Uh, so it's a kind of a cool system. It's kind of risk versus reward. Obviously, you want to, you know, during like boss fights, stagger the boss and then charge up your devil bringer and do some major damage to it. So, you know, you're definitely not going to miss. Um, so strategies like that come into play. But other than that, uh, you get some trash enemies to start off with. You kill them. You get some tougher enemies. You kill them. You face a boss. And uh, honestly, the bosses so far, I've, I don't remember how many I fought, but Compared to like past Devil May Cry games, I think they're kind of easy. How about you, Keith? I thought all the bosses in the game, with the exception of three of them, were fairly easy. Um, I'm going to go back and I am going to spoil some of the game for you. This might blow your mind. So, spoiler number one. Remember how you were talking about Nero and you know his Devil Breakers and how he lost his arm? Yeah, he gets his arm back. No, oh, okay. <laughs> and but here's where it gets awesome. So. As I said, when he gets his arm back, so you play the game or, you, you know, Sons of Sparta, and it's actually really cool because not only does he have his Devil Breakers now, he has Devil Breaker and Devil Trigger. It's freaking awesome when he has that. Not to mention his his uh, his grapple, his, uh, his blue grapple from Devil May Cry 4. He also gets that as well when he gets his arm back. And... All the combos you were doing before become so much better because he's able to whip that out, uh, tackle somebody with it, perform a combo, and then it's a really sick animation when he throws the person down, pretty much eviscerates them. It's so freaking awesome. So he basically becomes, well, he basically becomes the strongest character in the game. In other um, words, overpowered. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, is, he is extremely overpowered when he gets that. But uh, that said, going back to the bosses, yeah. There, God, I'm not going to spoil everything for you, so I'm not going to. But there are three bosses that gave me a little bit of an issue. But one of those had a really nice boss mechanic as well, so I, I don't have a problem with that. Um, I will say I agree with the risk reward more so with another character that we haven't mentioned yet. He's easily one of my favorite characters in the entire game. Um, I think I do have a problem with Del May Cry. Well, I have two problems with Del May Cry. And you mentioned the first one, which was the camera. 
the camera is not your friend when you're in the middle of an intense fight and it just goes ass backwards and you're like, wait, I, I can't find my character. What's going on here? That gave me a lot of issues in some of the later levels. Um, uh, I really want to say this. Yeah, go ahead and say the it. Game, the game's... Okay, here's the problem with Devil May Cry. And I said this in my review. For you and for me and for everybody who loves Devil May Cry, the game is great. For people who have not grew up on Devil May Cry, have not played Devil May Cry, I feel the gameplay may be... I don't want to say stale, but not as much fun. Because most of the games that are like Devil May Cry or action-adventure games, the whole point is to get from point A to point B. But with Devil May Cry, it's to get to point A or get from point A to point B, but doing it in a stylish manner, which means knowing your moves, knowing how to combo, knowing how to taunt to keep the combo going. And I think that will rub a lot of people the wrong way because you want to get that SSS. You don't want to get like a, a, a terrible grade when you're fighting. And it rubs it in your face, as you know, when you beat a level and it tells you how good you did. If you did bad, you get a bad score. And I don't know if that's going to put off people, but, you know, the grading system. And it gets harder as you play on the harder difficulty. So I know a lot of people are probably just trying to run through the game and not play it again. And that's not something Devil May Cry is about. Because Devil May Cry is about, okay, you did this great. Now do this great. Okay, now do the next one even better. Pull off these dollars combos and you're going to love it. So I think some of the draw that makes you happy and makes me happy is going to be lost on people that just want to play the game, beat the game, and never play it again. Now yeah, it's my other casual audience, I can see that being an issue. Um, I, I know personally, I haven't hit a triple S combo yet. I got a double S and got very close, but I ran out of enemies to hit to get my combo up, and I was sad. Oh my god, it's so easy to get them with V. So easy. Oh, I know. That's why actually who I got them with. <laughs> v is easy as hell to get with. Speaking of V, hi V. Transition. Uh, he's getting he, a manga soon. Yeah, he's not a Mango Sentinel though. We talked about this. <laughs> V is a very interesting character because, like you said, risk and rewards. I like I like his play style because he can't attack directly. He has to depend on Griffin and Shadow and Nightmare. And because of that, he seems weird when the first time you play him because he's not up in your face attacking. He's using his creatures as an extension of his body. Shadow is weird. Shadow doesn't always... Do what you want Shadow to do. And Griffin, you actually have to use him more than you actually would use um, the gun on Dante or Nero. But he does have some very good attacks, especially if you level him up. Um, But Nightmare, holy crap, Nightmare is just his... I have yet to figure out how to use him properly, though. But Nightmare is just this big hunk of damage-dealing awesomeness that fires off those lasers and charges people and just smacks shit into the ground, which is why you get those really nice combos with V, because if you time it just right and have Nightmare come out, and then he'll just lay waste to everybody, you just go ahead and use um, V's ability to execute the people, and the combo score just goes up and up. I love V. See, what I actually do is, and I know I'm probably playing him wrong by doing this, but I usually have Shadow go in, and I charge up. I forgot what the hell is the bird's name again. Sorry, Griffin. I only played one chapter with him so far. Griffin. Griffin, all right. So I charge him up. When as Shadow's doing damage, I unleash a huge lightning charge, and then I actually start firing off. And then 
I'll actually run in with V and actually start mailing him with the cane. Yes, I know that's not what you're supposed to do, but that one extra hit actually caused the combo to charge a little bit faster for me. Mm. Unconventional way of doing it. And plus, once you know, and you're going to hate me for saying this, but once you get an enemy into mighty number nine mode and you finish them off with V, then uh, you're right there and you can actually move on to the next enemy. You so, know, I did not realize if you don't kill those people right away, they can come back with a little bit of health. Yeah. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. Why is he up and walking? Because I was going to try and get them all, you know, have them there so I can just do one after the other. And the game was like, no, no, you're not doing that. Sorry. So, yeah, I know I'm totally playing V wrong, but having them up close in there does actually allow you, especially if enemies are grouped up, to move from one to the other really quickly and then just finish them off when they need to. So it's an unconventional play style. I know I do miss, I do shit my own way. Sometimes I make it harder than it needs to be, but hey, that's me. <laughs> I mean, there's no real right or wrong way to play him. As long as you're getting the combos, it doesn't make a difference. I just thought it was weird. Well, not weird. I just think he's a, a very unorthodox character, but he has my heart. I like him a lot more than I like playing with um, Nero. Even Nero is awesome. I like V's playstyle. Actually, kind of freaked me out the first time I saw him because he kind of looks like my real life friend Andrew, who I used to work with at my last job. V looks like a lot of people. <laughs> I was like, I could have swore I saw a dude like this on TV. And then it was like, this guy reminds me of the guy that plays uh, what's that guy's name? The bad guy, the new bad guy, Han Solo and Leia's son from Star Wars. No, you're talking to the wrong guy. I've never yeah. seen a Star Wars movie. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that. Um, outside of that, um, I think Dante plays awesomely. You haven't gotten to him yet, but he plays amazing. He plays like Dante of old, just with his 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 stances return. Uh his his gloves, Barog. It's just so freaking amazing. He's like the perfect character. Everybody's great. Everybody has their own unique play style. But when you play with him, it's like I miss you. Where have you been all these years? He should, and he has a motorcycle. A motorcycle that you use as a weapon. I mean, that's badass. And it also combos very easily. That sounds pretty sick. And uh, just to show you how much of a Devil May Cry fan I am, uh, believe it or not, I actually do have a replica sword of Alistair hanging on my wall. Look at you. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to need to get another sword when you finish playing with Dante. He has another weapon. He I, am, I just weapon. paid off my car, so it's going to have to wait a little while. <laughs> you could make the weapon out of your car. Um, no, I'm pretty sure I need to use that to get to my job to continue paying for other stuff, like Devil May Cry 6, whenever that becomes a reality. <laughs> you think we're going to get another Devil I mean... <sighs> well, you, you finished the game. You tell me. It, does it leave it open for a sixth installment? It does. It does. Very open. Very freaking open. It's like it's like this is the beginning of another resur- of resurgence of Devil May Cry. All right, so I'm going to spoil more shit. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. You've been warned, people. <laughs> so we find out that Nero is Virgil's son. Big surprise! We all figured this was the case back in Devil May Cry 4. Okay. And yeah, no Josh- shocker there. Josh alluded to the fact that he thought that V was Virgil. Well, he's wrong. V is not Virgil. There's another guy called Yurizen, which you fight at the beginning of the game, who is not V either. But when you put V and Yurizen together, they become Virgil. 
See, the, a lot of a lot of the story was put was pretty much spelled out in front of you when uh, Nero lost his arm and you saw Virgil steal his arm. I mean, he had the Yamato. That was Virgil. Come on, he took his arm, he used it to split himself. He turned V into his human form, his human half, which was weak, and then Yurizen was the de- the demon form, which was strong. But V was dying. And they needed to form back together. So once they did that, he's like, oh, hey, I'm nice and healthy and I'm strong as ever. I'm doing great. Him and Dante fight because they're brothers, because they're idiots. Nero comes in saying, you're not going to fight anymore, dad. You're not going to kill my dad, uncle. And then his arm grows. And then he becomes super, oh, my God, Yamato Jesus. And bitch slaps Nero, tells, beat. oh, wait, he beats Virgil's ass. And then Nero and Virgil are like, oh, you know what? He's got this shit. We're good. We don't we don't need to worry about this realm anymore. He's got this. So they jump down to hell, destroy the bridge between hell and earth. And now they're down there fighting, which leaves it it basically has it's really open-ended because you got Virgil and and uh, Nero or sorry, Virgil and Dante down there. Who can look for uh what's my man's name? What is what is the the demon king's name now? Mor, 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 Mundus. Mundus. So they're they're going to go look for him, while he Nero can fight the remains of the of the uh, the demons that are still on top side. But it's very open ended. Very open ended. So I was basically half right. And you're leading me to believe that I wasn't right at all. Thanks. I would. I, I said. I said no. He's not him. He he's not him. He's one half of him, but not. All him. I said you were close. I did say that. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like the first time you get to play as him, you see him snap his fingers, his hair turns white, and his name is V. And who starts with a V in the game? Virgil. I mean, that's how I put it together. I mean, they could have been like, you know, throwing you off the scent. You know, they they have been known to do that. But this the story, is Capcom we're talking about. Story, Come on, the story does get very, um, it does get very predictable as you play through the game. You know, I'm glad they finally said, hey, this is his son, so everybody can stop going, but maybe it's his son. Yes, it's his son. We don't know who the mother is. They're probably never going to tell us because we t- they told probably us. probably Trish. Some stupid no. crap like that. Well, no, it's, it's not Trish. It's a swerve. It's actually Lady. It's not Lady either. <laughs> it was both of them. Well, they shared. Uh- because you know, split person. Never mind. I am also kind of disappointed that they didn't. Re- they didn't do much with Lady and Trish. I mean, they did say they weren't going to focus on anybody but Dante, Nero, and V. But I mean, these are two of the most popular characters in in the series, and you just basically use them as fan service and nothing more. Yeah, she was quite naked and covered in white stuff. I really hope they use both of them later on. I mean, I. I you're going to hate me for saying this, but I really hope we get some DLC with those characters. Because yeah. I think we should. I mean, Trish. It's freaking Trish. Come on. I mean, I could do without Lady, but come on. We need Trish. But, you know. I mean, hell, if, if Ninja Gaiden can give us Ayana DLC, then, you know. So we'll have sure to see. Capcom can give us some Trish. I'm pretty sure Capcom has something going, but they did say... For now, there are no post plans, post launch plans for Double May Cry Five other than Bloody Palace. And Bloody Palace is not narrative; it's just how far can you go without dying. I want more narrative because the Double May Cry universe has so much to go off of, and you pretty much wrapped up the mystery with Nero. 
he's come full circle. He knows who he is. He has his power set now. He's not being told he's just a mere human when he's not. So that's all wrapped up. Great. Go take care of Mundus and have something else. Because at the very end of the game, um, Morrison, you know, you remember Morrison, right? Yep. He comes and tells Lady and Trish, I have another job for you. And then they walk out. I mean, if that doesn't tell you that they're doing something else, I don't know what else will. I really want yeah, I really but, want those two to have some 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 uh, exposure. Yeah, but I mean honestly when you say that Capcom's not gonna do anything DLC wise, it, it doesn't really surprise me. They did the same thing with Mega Man Eleven, because it's like, all right, where is Proto Man? Where is base? Like, where's all these other characters we had DLC for in the past? And Capcom's just like, sorry, we're not doing anything with that. You just got the base game, and that's pretty much it. And they also kind of backed it up by saying, well, this is also known internally as Mega Man Double One because it's kind of like a reboot of the series. I'm like, well, all right, that makes sense because there was no Proto Man and base in the first Mega Man game. But, you know, when you're calling it 11 and they've been in a 9 and 10 as playable characters, you kind of, you know, expect it. But, yeah, I can see Capcom going that route again with Devil May Cry and just being like, well, we gave you the game you wanted and we'll see you next time. And that's kind of been their MO recently. But, you know, speaking of Mega Man, at least the Mega Buster is in Devil May Cry 5 and I've used it and it's glorious. Uh, well, I don't have that. You should get that. You know, you know, Mega Man fans over here think that's you know the best thing since sliced bread why don't people say that the best thing since uh, uh, eh, sliced bread i can think of other things better than sliced bread you know like twizzlers and cotton candy and raspberry lemonade cashews you know peanuts twix it's all in the mix what the fuck cares about sliced bread jesus anyway Anywho. But yeah, I'm enjoying the game. Um, Obviously, I haven't beat it yet. I'm kind of one of those people who take their time with it. I'm exploring every nook and cranny, finding all my blue orb fragments and, you know, racking up red orbs so I can upgrade stuff and just killing stuff and having fun with it. So, I mean, I know you beat it twice, but I'll get to the finish line sooner or later. I I just like to sit back and enjoy these kind of games. The first run was basically, all right, I need to get this game done so I can review it. And I missed out on a lot of the secrets. The second time was, okay, slow down, enjoy yourself a little more, and go after everything that you missed. So that's what happened the second round. And I loved it just as much as the first time. I'm still going back through and playing other levels to try and get higher scores, which is great. And I'm still trying to beat some of the secrets because... I don't remember the other games doing this, but in Devil May Cry 5, once you find a secret, you can go back to the main menu and do that secret over and over and over until you actually finish. I don't remember oh, that I actually being... did not know that. That's actually pretty useful to know. Yeah, I didn't. I, you couldn't do that in the other games, could you? I don't think you could. No, I don't believe so. Yeah, so they're add, they added a bunch of extra stuff that you can do. And also, when you do beat the game and you play the game again, so now there's like a... a um, what, what what do they call it? Basically, every time you defeat a creature or do a stylish kill on the creature, Nico takes a picture of it and gives it some smart-ass comp, uh, 
comment on it. Like <laughs> dumbass creatures, or this guy didn't learn his damn lesson. And it's actually hilarious. Some of the stuff that she puts in there. So it's like you're a scrapbook. She's making a scrapbook. I don't know what the name, the modes actually. It just happens after you kill a creature. Kind of breaks gotcha. up the flow when you're when you're fighting, but you know, it, it is hilarious. Now, speaking of Nero, I'm actually really happy that Johnny Young Bosch came back to play him. He's actually a really good voice actor. And, of course, many people remember him as Adam, the Black Power Ranger from, like, was that season three of Mighty Morphin? Something uh, like that? You, you, you were talking to the wrong guy. I was not a big Power Ranger fan. That That's blasphemous. Get I, out. I, you know, <laughs> Samurai, Pizza Cats, you know. Uh, and watch that, too. VR Troopers. You're going to laugh yeah. at that. I, I never saw VR Troopers, but I did watch Samurai Pizza Cast. That was like one of the shows I watched that was anime that I didn't realize was anime because I was too stupid to understand what anime was back then. Oh, because it was also very stupid. As well. Yeah. Well, I also watched that and Sailor Moon without realizing that was an anime. So did you watch um, Swat Cats then? Actually, yes, I did. I vaguely uh, remember it, but I have watched it. Yeah, I love Swat Cats. They're supposed to bring it back and uh, didn't have Wait, wait, did it happen? I, don't I thought know. they were I thought they were they were trying to bring it back. Now I'm looking it up. Well, Catch you know Revolution. me. I mean I I watch real anime now and I kind of oh. forgot what American TV actually has. I mean <laughs> like outside of like NFL season and possibly WWE, I, I I watch like zero television these days. It never happened. Oh well. Well, oh, I'm all huh. Devil May Cry it out. I mean, it's a great game. I think people will love it, other than those who might not like the combat. Uh, I'm glad to see that the series has finally come back. Capcom has done an amazing job with it. Everybody does need to play this game. Even if you just rented to play it, it's not very long. It'll take you about 15, 16 hours. It's a lot of fun. And a lot of work went into this game. Everything is pretty much excellent. I, I Okay, I can't Say that from the PlayStation base PlayStation or base uh, Xbox, but I know in the Xbox One X it's a native 4K, and I know on the PlayStation 4 Pro it's an upscale 4K, but it looks so much better. I'm 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 still debating if I'm if I want to just pick it up on the PC. I don't know why I would do that when I have it on the Xbox One X, but you know, the noggin don't work too well sometimes. <laughs> Well, I do have the base PS4. I don't have a Pro, and yeah, like I said, on um, base PS4, at least to me, it looks like an early PS4 launch title. Yeah, they did say they did say that on the base consoles, the resolution suffered mainly because they wanted to keep the game at 60 frames per second. That was something that they decided on. It had to be 60 frames per second. It it didn't it couldn't be 30 because they felt it would not fit the game very well, which I understand. So. There's a reason for that. Yeah, PS, I mean, frame rate over over graphics. Personally, I I don't care. I mean, as long as it plays and feels like Devil May Cry, it's fine, and it does. So I'm enjoying it. That's all that matters to me. And then he'll finally beat it, and then he'll play it again. Yeah, or I'll just go into the void, or do Bloody Palace, and just live there for infinitely. I also do like the void. I like the fact that they gave people the ability to practice their combos. And in the back of my head, I was like, hey, look, this reminds me of Bayonetta. (laughs) 
Well, I mean, movie. it was Devil May Cry first, and then was it God of War and Bayonetta followed? And yeah, you know, the hack and slash genre never really took off after that, and it's kind of a shame because it's one of the most fun genres out there. Just go in and beat up a whole bunch of weak ass enemies and just mutilate the shit out of them with combos and stylish points and all that good stuff. I mean, it's a wonderful genre. They need to bring it back. I mean, if you look at it, I mean, Bayonetta and Devil May Cry, they share almost a similar uh, DNA for obvious reasons. You know? Yeah. So that's why the two games are so connected. I would, you know, I would love to see a Devil May Cry X uh, Bayonetta. You know, that would be amazing. It would never happen. But oh my god, if those two universes clash, hey, you know what? Instead of giving us these shitty battle royale games, they can give us that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even play battle royale games anyway, so uh, I'm all for that. Battle royale game. That's a that's a genre that needs to die like really fast. It's not going to die, unfortunately, because people are, hey, look, I can play a battle royale game and it's awesome. Hey, I can play this one and it's awesome. Hey, I can play all fifteen of them and they're awesome. And it's like. Mm. No, I'm done. Sorry. I can't play Yeah, because it started with PUBG, and everyone's like, hey, look, PUBG is fun. Then it's like, oh, look, Fortnite's even funner. And now it's like, hey, Apex Legends. What, other, what, uh, what next gamer is uh, Twitch going to gravitate to so everyone on there can continue getting subs and keep making money without hey, getting a real job? Don't forget, don't forget Call of Duty, blah. Yeah, what, was it, what was the name? What the Call of Duty's uh, Blackout, was it? Blackout. Blackout. And Daisy, and then. Uh, Realm Real, which didn't last very long. And then Battlefield Five got in on the BR action. The Calling didn't do well at all. What was the other game that Clinton kept talking about when shut the hell up? It was from um Fluffy Beast too before it went under. It was like oh, based know. in the eighties. God damn it. Now I'm oh, well. No, but... I need to figure out what it was. The Radical only Heights. Battle Royale game I'm actually enjoying is actually Tetris 99. If that's if that's sad, it's it was it, it was God, Radical Heights. Yes, it, it does count. It does count. It does count. The whole premise of the Battle Royale game is for one person to come on top, come out on top, and that's what happens in Tetris. Hell, so, yes. Even World of Warcraft got in on it. Um, it was in Battle for Azeroth. They put in. Actually, was it Battle for Azeroth they put this in? Maybe it was in Legion, but I do know they actually made use of your garrison way back from Warlords of Draenor. They had a new feature in the um, if you had like the PvP like monument, you could actually queue up for a Battle Royale style PvP match. And I'm like, wow, even World of Warcraft got in on it. I don't remember, but then again, I have purged all my wild memories, so I, I can't help you. I, I I did a dump of WoW, and I'm glad I did so. Sorry. Yeah. When you spend 14 years in the shit, it kind of just, like, sticks in your memory. Hey, I played it just as long as you have. Remember that? I, no, I, I can't say I dumped everything. I still remember the day one. And it was so... <laughs> uh... Rest in peace, WoW. I will not be coming back, like I said. Yeah, me neither. Pantheon's my next stop. But speaking, anywho, see, I was gonna say, speaking of all of that, I, I had been following Pantheon just like our last podcast. I was looking at it, looking at it. 
somebody replied to your article again, or it was something I saw on Twitter. I still think we need to talk to them about having them come up to the show and talk to them. Um, speaking of which, segue. Hey, you know, our new podcast, Spectator Mode Podcast, would love to have guests on our show. If you're part of the gaming industry or you're just a fan and you want to talk video games and how the industry is going or things that you want to see, we would love to have you on the show. Just go over to yadahaven.net and hit the Contact Us button, and we'll be in touch. Absolutely. Eventually, eventually 24 to 48 hours. Yeah, because we got lives. We're lives. I got kids and a wife. They drive me crazy. I've just got a job and my books. <laughs> oh, so much. You know. Well, that wraps up today's podcast. I think it was a good one. I'm sorry there wasn't a lot to talk about this week, the gaming was just low. There was one topic we were going to talk about, which was that game that was on Steam, but Steam took care of that, thank God, because I really didn't want to talk about that game. Oh, yeah, the whole rape yeah. game, whatever yeah. they wanted to... Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I don't care yeah, what I, people I, think that... Something left unsaid, and that's one of the things that should left being left unsaid. <laughs> Poor taste. Poor taste. It's I mean, just by the title alone, it should have never even you know been considered but the fact that you're going to make a game call it that and try and challenge steam because steam said they're going to be offhand or off topic they're not going to touch it and you were picking a fight with valve and valve was like you know what no we're not doing this so you lost enjoy that all those days of developing a game and valve was like nah no screw you pal now you gotta own that own that l yeah most definitely so that's going to wrap it up for us this week. So next week, hopefully the gaming news is a little bit more uh, enticing rather than just, you know. Ooh, Division 2 next week. Yes, it is. We're going to have a lot to say about that. Um, I know I'm going to put some hours in over the weekend on uh, Division 2. I got my code the other day. And I was like, oh, my code's here. Too bad I can't play it now. <laughs> oh, wait. But we ordered it, right? So we get to play yeah. it a couple days early. Uh, yes, we do. March 12th, right? Yep. Yeah, which is Tuesday. Tuesday. I think I might have to stream some of that. Yeah, there's no NDA on that, right? You just basically no. stream it to your heart's content. Yep. Yep. Well, there you yep. go. Get some uh, footage for us. I think I might have to take off work that day. <laughs> I get all this cough, vacation cough, I'm sick. I get all this vacation time. I might as well use it, right? Jeez. That's what it's there for. Yeah, exactly. To play games, not to do anything else. Why well, don't want to go take a trip to Florida? No offense, Josh, to go to Disney World or you know, go see my family. I can play games. I don't want to see them. They don't need to see me. They can call me. Yeah, that's what telephones are for. Exactly. Wait, what is a telephone? Sorry, smartphone, email. Oh, yeah, because we, we don't use that crap anymore. Your rotary phone. Call up your switchboard operator. Switchboard operator. Smoke signals, you know, <laughs> snail mail, Pony Carrier Express. Pigeon, Western Pigeon. Union. Western Union is still around. It is. It may be still around, but we're out of here for at least another week. Another so, week. Yeah, until next time, for Keith and myself, as always, Godspeed to all you out there in Radio Land. Peace. Later.